The PropCast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Shady Rays. Go to ShadyRays.com and use promo code SGPN for 50% off of two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses. And we're also brought to you by our NBA Playoff Survivor Challenge. We're giving away $250 in cash and a $100 SGPN merch store gift card. Sign up exclusively on the SGPN app. And taking the shot to ground down. Welcome, everyone, to the PropCast, part of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. It is Friday, April 14th, currently 12.15 on the East Coast, here to talk about our player props for the play-in tournament tonight and also for the weekend. And I got Mike here, the newest co-host on the PropCast. It's my main man, Chris Chris B. Cabin on Twitter. Chris, what's going on, my man? Hey, this is why I brought you on. You went three and one in the first episode that we did. I went one and three. That's why I brought you on, my man. Hey, I appreciate the the warm welcome, you know, and we're not going to talk about the record. We're just going to try to keep it going because we know how that works, man. You've been doing this for a long time, so I expect I expect the bells back from you, and I hopefully I can remain consistent, man. We can keep giving out some winners, but I'm doing good, you know. Uh, excited to be here, man. We got to lot of meaningful basketball uh i'm excited to to break it down you know this to me it really feels like christmas like i i walk around with this smile on my face knowing that we have meaningful playoff basketball <laughs> and, and i live for this man i live for it i agree my man i know we, like the, the regular season sometimes gets to be uh, a little bit of a grind uh and then we get to the last week of the regular season we're just trying to get to some meaning meaning from uh meaningful basketball i should say you know guys be sitting out and and you know load management all that bullshit but uh we got we got we got to the playoffs man we're right there i know we have two games left here tonight to determine the eight seeds and then we got the game ones tipping off saturday early afternoon um and then games all the way obviously through the weekend uh for um for the nba playoffs so um Quickly recapping what we did last episode. Uh, I did not have a great night. I went one in three. Um, did get home with Alex Caruso in the first quarter. That was pretty easy. Jacoperto, I know you and I both had him. Uh, he let us down a little bit. CJ uh, didn't get over his assist. I know the news came out after the uh, game. Uh, you and I were talking offline here a little bit, Chris, that he was dealing with a hand injury. And then my last player prop was... Uh, Nikola Vucevic, I got hooked on that one. He finished up with 14 rebounds, uh, sorry, 13 rebounds and 14 points in that game. Fell about a basket short in that game. But hey, it's a brand new day. Hopefully, we can continue to hear. Chris, you had a great day, my man. Uh, you want to walk us through your uh, three and one night uh, from the last episode that we recorded? Yeah, sure. You know, so we, like you said, we both got Yaka Perto was just really out there doing cardio. You know, if he wasn't, wasn't <laughs> trying to wasn't trying to score the ball, uh, yeah, in retrospect, might, might not have been the greatest play. I thought he would get a couple putbacks, but he didn't. Yeah. Um, you know, you see Fred Van Fleet and Pascal Siakam shoot all the shots uh, on that team, which I, I think we should have probably expected. But everything else, you know, like you said, kind of, you know, came came through. Uh, Patrick Graves went over his uh, seven and a half points. Uh, I think he shot 10, 10 attempts and. I really like that, um, you know, the volume. Uh, so I talked about liking that. And then uh, I also was on um, Vucevic rebounds specifically. Yeah, uh, I talked about, that. you know, low total. Um, so, yeah, I know that cash as well. And then the other player prop was uh, Lou Dort. Lou Dort, under five and a half rebounds. He's now 13-0 uh, and 0 to that number. Uh, talked about him, you know, being primarily assigned to Brandon Ingram. So 
Um, yeah, he did get five, which is the most that he's had. Uh, you know, so we didn't need any more, but uh, we did, you know, close it out, go uh, go three and one. So hopefully we can replicate it. Um, you know, let's just see if we can do it again. Yeah, yes, sir. So we got two games, like I mentioned tonight, uh, in the association to determine who are going to be the eight seeds um, in the uh, obviously the playoffs for their respective conferences, uh, and then we got game ones tipping off, like I mentioned, Saturday and Sunday. So we'll kind of go through the same way that we usually do. We'll give you three player props each, and then we'll wrap it up with a best bet, uh, whether it's for tonight or for whether it's for the weekend. So uh, definitely meaningful basketball is here. Stars hope they're going to be shining, and hopefully we can have a good night for our um, player props uh, for this first weekend of the NBA playoffs. But before we dive into it, uh, let me tell everyone about uh, Shady Rays. It's almost at summertime. I know you a lot of guys who will be planning your vacations. Uh, whether you're going to the beach, whether you're going to Cancun, uh, like maybe two teams will be uh, tonight from the play-in tournaments. And you got to get some new shades. You got to take check out Shady Rays. Kick off the new year with new gear built to last. Our friends over at Shady Rays have you covered from the sun to the slopes with premium polarized shades, customizable snow goggles, and much more. Shady Rays is an independent sunglasses company that offers a world-class product that's just as good as any expensive pair that we've worn. Durable frames, extremely clear optics for outdoor adventures. That's not all. Shady Rays offers the most insane protection in all of eyewear. Every pair of sunglasses backed by lost and broken replacements. If you lose or even break your pair, even on day one, they told us they're going to send you a brand new pair, no questions asked. Wear your Shady Rays with confidence because they have your back long after your purchase. With Shady Rays, you can look good and feel good. Today, they have donated over 20 million meals to fight hunger with Beating America. If you don't love them, exchange it for a new pair or return them for free within 30 days. There's no risk when you shop with Shady Rays. Their team always has your back. So all you got to do for our listeners if you want 50% off of two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses, just use promo code SGPN at ShadyRays.com. Again, ShadyRays.com. Use that promo code SGPN for 50% off of two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses. Try for yourself the shades rated five stars by over 200,000 people. Also, the NBA Survivor Challenge. Like I mentioned, make sure to check out our NBA Playoff Survivor Challenge. Completely free to enter. The winner gets $250 in cash, a $100 SGPN gift card, and it's exclusively on the SGPN app. All right, Chris, let's get into it, my man. Let's get into these player props. I'll let you lead it off. What's your first player prop uh, for either tonight or the weekend? Yeah, let's go. Let's go in order. You know, if at least the way my brain works better when we function that way. So I I, I have a couple for this weekend, uh, a couple for, yeah, a couple for, I think I got, Two for tomorrow, one for uh, and, and one for today as well. Um, a couple for tomorrow for the later games, but tonight uh, specifically, you know, if I'm going back to one that we kind of talked about already, um, and and it's for a lot of the same reasons. Uh, I'm looking at Vucevic again, and I'm looking at his rebounds. We have uh, another team that you know rebounds. The, I, I will say Toronto uh, doesn't rebound the ball as well as this Miami Heat team did even though Miami didn't rebound the ball well at all in that last game against Atlanta, I do expect them to rebound the ball a little bit better. But to me, it's the total, you know, we see an extremely low total is one. It, I think it opened at like 209. It's already down like two, 208, 207 and a half on some books already as well. So to me, that tells me that the books are expecting, you know, a lot of misses again. Uh, we know that Vucevic is the best rebounder for the Chicago Bulls. I expect them to be down there battling with Bam. Um, he, he posted uh, double digit rebounds, 
in 13 of his last 16 meetings against the Heat, averaging 11.8, um, dating back to the start of the 2019-20 season. So this isn't you know anything new for him. That includes 11 of uh, 13 games against uh, Bam Adebayo, averaging 11.8. Um, and this season, posted games of 17, 12, and 10 rebounds. Um, I expect them to, you know, get to that threshold again tonight uh, with, you know, some poor shooting from the Miami Heat. We know that they're typically a boom and bust type team, specifically from the three point line. They get a, you know, a lot of their points, um, you know, from the perimeter. And if those shots aren't going in, I do expect Vucevic to be able to pull down eleven rebounds for us tonight. Best line I saw uh, right before starting the show, you know, was a uh, minus one thirteen on Fanduel. So Vucevic over the ten and a half rebounds will be my first look uh, that I want to share today. Yeah, I mean, I can't argue against it, man. I, it's something similar that I know Toronto, we've talked a lot about throughout the season that opposing centers just have that success against Toronto because or before Jacob Hurdle got there, they really didn't have that traditional big man where centers would have a lot of re- uh, success rebounding the basketball. There was no secret about it. But I, I think that for tonight, when we talk about what we kind of saw for the uh, Miami Heat, lack there of rebounding success, especially against a team like Atlanta, I think Vucevic at 10 and a half, it, it seems a little conservative here. So, look, if it's not broken, don't try to fix it like our guy Ski says, right? So, uh, yeah, definitely I could get behind this Nikola Vucevic over 10 and a half rebounds here tonight. Capella uh, also had uh, yeah. 20 plus in the last game, you know, if last thing I wanted to add. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, look, I think the offensive rebounds will be there as well. Um, I don't know what's going on with Miami team. I think that's a conversation for later. Uh, But I think uh, asking Vucevic to get 11 rebounds here, I don't think it's a big deal, my man. Uh, All right. So also, I will say in the same game here with you, I know I gave out Alex Caruso uh, over one and a half uh, rebound, sorry, uh, steals and blocks. It was at minus 125 when we talked about it on our last episode, Chris. That's all the way up to minus 175. So the books have caught up there. So I had to pivot a little bit. I'm going to go with Patrick Williams here tonight over one and a half uh, steals and blocks. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pivot to him. He's been really good coming off of the bench for this uh, Chicago Bulls team. And there's something that kind of I think when you when you talk about when they brought in Alex Caruso and Patrick Beverly this season, that that defensive intensity went up for the Chicago Bulls, especially since the all-star break. Um, And you really, if you watch that game against the Toronto Raptors, I know the missed free throws had a lot to do with it, but if you just watch their defense in that fourth quarter where guys like Zach Levine were even buying in on the defensive side, we know traditionally he doesn't really play a lot of defense, but when you have anchors like Alex Caruso and uh, Patrick Beverly, People buy in. I think Patrick Williams coming off the bench, he's really been closing out some of these games with the uh, Chicago Bulls closing unit. His number right now is at one and a half for steals and blocks combined uh, at minus 105. Definitely, again, shop around for the best number. But if we kind of go back to the last game against the um, Toronto Raptors, in that game, he had two steals and two blocks in 25 minutes that he played. Go back to the regular season against Detroit in their last game, one steal, one block. Four out of the last five games that Patrick Williams has gone or played in, he's gone over this projection of one and a half in four out of those five games. So I think for Patrick Williams coming off his bench, being another defensive guy, I think he can definitely get over this projection here tonight. And again, Chris, it's kind of going back to the similar boat we saw in that game against whether it was the uh, Atlanta and Miami game that had a lower total. Are people expecting it to be a rock fight or a highly defensive battle game? Those steals and blocks are going to be there. So 
I'm going to back Patrick Williams here tonight over one and a half blocks and steals combined. He's recorded a steal in four straight games against the uh, Miami Heat in his last game on March 18th against his Heat team. He had two blocks and one steal. So I think asking him to get over one and a half should be a tall order. So that's going to be my first player prop here, Chris. I like it, you know, if I like it a lot, man. I think um, just to kind of add on to what you were saying, I'm processing it. And I think, uh, you know, he's going to draw more than likely. He's going to be out there. And I thought about going back to his points prop as well, but he's going to be out there, you know, just because he's going to be probably the primary defender, right? When you think about DeRozan and and Levine, you want to kind of conserve those guys as much as you possibly can so that they can be effective on the offensive end. So I do think Patrick Williams will probably go over the 25 minutes that he played in the last game as well is the only thing that I'll add, you know, which will equal, you know, more, more time on the floor equals more opportunity to get those blocks and steals. So I would absolutely agree with that. All right. Glad, glad you're on board with me. Uh, all right. Let's get over to your next player prop. Chris, what do you got for the people? So let's go to, uh, I think, Saturday afternoon, maybe evening game. I'm not sure what time is going to be played, but I'm, I'm looking at I want to go to uh, I want to go to the Kings and the, the, the Warriors game. This should be, a, you know, a, a really, really good game. We got an extremely high total and I'm looking at Steph in this one. You know, I, I like his points, man. Uh, right now they're, they're listed at 30. And a half on some books, but you can still get 29 and a half, uh, 29 and a half, not too much juice at minus 115 currently on DraftKings is the best number that I saw when I was kind of looking through. Um, so here's a breakdown, you know, so 33 points and 47 points in two home games versus the Kings throughout this season, throughout the regular season. They played four times, but the last game you can kind of throw away because the Kings didn't really play their starters late. It was actually like last week. So not not big minutes or a meaningful game at all there. So two and two, two and two or four for the to the number, but he has crushed this number. Like I said, 33 and 47 in two of those games. Um and the game that the other game that he didn't score over 29 and a half was a game that uh, you know, they had Wiggins. So, you know, a lot more offense uh, you know, being kind of distributed amongst the 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 core group for the Golden State Warriors. Wiggins will be back for this game, but you know, Curry's already come out and said that they don't expect them to play in big minutes, probably try to yeah. get him to ease back into, you know, the flow of things and he'll have some some leeway there. So expecting about 20 to 25 minutes. So that's more opportunity for a guy like Steph. Um and, and if you don't know, Steph has kind of carried this team on the road throughout the season. 29 and a half points is what he's averaged on 49% shooting and 40 and a half percent shooting from the three-point line as well. I don't think, you know, that the role players for Golden State will step up and play as well as they have done at home specifically. Right? We 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 talking about the Dante DiVincenzas, the mm-hmm. the Jonathan Kamingas, the Moody's of the world. I don't think that those guys play as well. Um and another look like interesting stat that i looked at you know so we talked about that i talked about the total just a tad bit being 239 and a half points so in road games this season when the total is 235 or higher mm-hmm. steph had a streak you know from january the 6th to march the 17th so a little over two months where uh he didn't he had eight consecutive games where he scored between 28 and 50 points in road games. <laughs> the total was 235 or higher, right? I mean, it just kind of goes to show how bad their defense was and how much they had to rely on him to kind of carry them. And I think we see that right now. Yeah. Last thing I'll say is the Kings rank kind of middle of the pack uh, in, in defense as far as allowing points to point guards. 
about 14 for 15, but they did finish the season uh, last seven games allowing the six most points to point guards. And it's, it's, you know, this is what we live for. This is what they live for. And I think we see a big performance from Steph to kind of start the, the playoffs and see if they can kind of steal one because they are one point favorites or one point dogs, depending on where you're shopping for the number. Yeah. So, you know, close game. I think Steph uh, goes over to 29 and a half points because the Kings aren't necessarily uh you know the greatest defensive team but we know that yeah. they can score and i think that golden state needs his offense as well you know i mean i, I i'm not gonna i'm not gonna take an under with steph curry uh, uh it's over nothing with steph curry man i mean look the guy's a mvp he's won i mean he's the best shooter um that we've ever seen and when it comes to the playoffs chris especially when we talk about game ones uh, those are where the the games where the stars really shine. And I think Steph Curry, um, I mean, you laid out the numbers there beautifully and all the stats and trends. And um, I think that it's going to be a difficult time for the Kings, I think, throughout this series, in particular in game one, to really stay with Steph Curry. Again, we know that he can knock down the three-point shot. He can get to the basket. He can get to the free throw line. He's a 90-plus percent free throw shooter. So, again, I wouldn't be shocked if he dropped another 40 points in this first game. And again, look. The total is also indicative of that, right? We see a total of what two thirty-eight and a half right now. Maybe it's come down a little bit or gone up a little bit. I haven't checked the updated number, but it's it's we're expecting this game, or at least the books are, to be a very very high scoring game. So someone, you know, the points are going to come, and we know that when it when it the, the lights are on, it's time to shine. Steph Curry steps into that role. There's no doubt about that in my mind. So yeah, definitely uh, endorse this one as well. Um, all right, for my next player prop, I'm going to go over to that game between the uh, Philadelphia 76ers and the uh, Brooklyn Nets. Actually, the first one that we're going to see on Saturday, uh, 1 o'clock Eastern start. So I'm going to go with uh, Joel Embiid in this matchup. I'm going to take his rebounds over. That number is close. <laughs> I got that one too. Yeah. All right, there we go. <laughs> I love right, it. So we got to have one agreement for sure. So. Over 11 and a half rebounds. Um, that one's comes in at plus money uh, currently over on DraftKings. So definitely shop around and get the best number like we preach all the time. But I think it just kind of goes back to me for me, Chris. And I think you're going to agree with this as well because it's on your list here as well. That the Brooklyn Nets, I think we're either the worst rebounding team or the second worst rebounding team since the All-Star break. Since obviously the trade with Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving went down. I'm trying to pull up the exact numbers here uh, on their reboundings since the All-Star break. Uh, so I got so, so just yeah, because got, I already got it. I mean, I think I, I think what I saw was uh, the Nets finished. Uh, so I, I got the Nets finished the final seven games of the season, giving up the seventh most rebounds to centers. But it's been, like you said, it's been a problem for them all season. They finished the season allowing the second most rebounds to centers. And post All Star break, Brooklyn was also fifth worst rebounding team in the league. Um, should set up for Embiid in a really good matchup in a low scoring game. Another total that's extremely low at two fourteen. So yeah, but take it take it back over, you know. <laughs> no, no, I mean you're, that, that, that's why we do this together, man. So. And I'm just looking at post All Star break. They allowed the most rebounds. Uh, they were number thirtieth um, as far as opponent rebounds. And then Brooklyn on the season, uh, they allowed about fifteen point four rebounds per contest to that center position. That was bottom fourth in this league. And you kind of look at his game log. It's kind of been inconsistent for him, but I think a lot of those games may have been blowouts before you know either Kyrie or KD or James Harden were there. I know they there was only. An X amount of games those three played together, but at least this uh in the two games that he did play this season in the latest game, which was February 11th, he did have 13 rebounds in that game. 
going back to last season, there was a game of uh, 12 rebounds. But prior to that, I mean, if you looked at it, this goes back to 2021, 12, 16, 13, 17, 12, 15, 19. I think it's just a fact that both Chris, you and I are looking at this where, number one, the Nets are a really bad rebounding team. And centers have been the ones that have been beneficiary of them being a bad rebounding team. And we know that Joel Embiid is going to get the rebound. So I know he did finish the season with only averaging 10.2 rebounds. But again, this is a possibility where I 100% see him getting 12 plus rebounds here uh, in this first game against the Brooklyn Nets. So uh, over 11 and a half rebounds at plus 105. Chris, anything you want to add to that? Just just from the opposite side, you know, if you, you talked about Embiid and you talked about the, the Nets lack of rebounding, but I also looked at it from like, 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 do we expect the Nets to come out here and be on fire and like just make a lot of shots? Absolutely not. Right. Me and you've talked about this offline, uh, you know, multiple times, you know, if the Nets just struggle to score on the road. Right. We looked at those home road splits. Right. So I did a little deep dive in it from that aspect, t- kind of taking Joel Embiid out of it and kind of looking at Brooklyn and just their lack of scoring. Right. We know that they're a three point shooting team, not a lot of post presence. Um, so so Brooklyn actually shot the six worst field goal percentage from two. Uh, after the All-Star break when they were on the road at 55%, you know, and they ranked 29th in shots at the rim um, as far as field goal percentage. They shot just 27% um, after the All-Star break in road games when they were shooting at the rim um, per cleaning cleaning the glass when I checked it earlier. So when they get into the rim, they're not making a lot of shots, and all of those should create even more rebound opportunities in in a game that we see extremely low total in, you know, so... Um, yeah, I love it. I'm glad that we were on the same page with this one, you know. Uh, Joel Embiid over uh, 11 and a half rebounds. I, like you said, it's plus money on some books right now, so definitely shop around because you'll, you'll find it at not plus money too. <laughs> yeah, 100%. Uh, all right, before we continue here, uh, let me tell everyone about Underdog Fantasy. We're brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Underdog Fantasy is a great place to get down on fantasy and player props all year long. Underdog Fantasy has your favorite NBA, NHL, and MLB daily games. Plus, they're already doing best ball drafts for the 2023 NFL season. Head over to underdogfantasy.com and use promo code SGPN for a 100% deposit bonus of up to $100. That's underdogfantasy.com, promo code SGPN. All right, Chris, let's keep it rolling here, my man. Um, So we both agree on Joel Embiid. Um, You want to get into your third player prop here? What do you got? Or did you already give three? So that was that was the third one. Three. Okay, right. we, we're both on Joel Embiid. Okay, so before then we get into best bets, I'll give out my next player prop. I'm gonna say in the rebounding market here, um, Chris. I'm gonna go to that Kings and uh, Warriors game as well. I'm gonna go with Kevon Looney, man, over ten and a half rebounds. I think that. Um, <laughs> Hugh Capperson, he threw me off. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Uh, so I think that number one, we couldn't talk about the Sacramento Kings um, lack of big men, uh, at least in the interior defense where we talk about um, it's a bonus, right? I mean, if you just take a look at what Kevon Looney has done against the Kings in this season alone, or at least over his last three games. So the last game was April 7th, um, obviously of this season. He had 16 rebounds in that game. He had 10 rebounds in the game back in November. And in the uh, the second match of this season, he also had 13 rebounds in, the, in that contest. So I think, number one, we talk about another game with a very high total. Um, 
that we're going to see shots being put up. I think the pace is also going to be high in this game. When we talk about more shots, there's more rebounding opportunities. And I think something that going back to last season when they, the Warriors made their playoff run, I don't think Kamal Looney got enough credit for what he did in that series as far as being a rebounding anchor, being a guy that you know created the second chances for the uh, Golden State Warriors. And I think this is going to be a series where I think that Kamal Looney is going to have plenty of opportunities to get those rebounds, whether it's offensive rebounding or whether it's defensive rebounding. Um, kind of looking at the numbers for the Sacramento Kings, um, this season they did finish up as the te- um, they allowed the 10th least rebounds to their opponents. But if we kind of take a look at what they gave up to the center position this season, uh, Sacramento to that center position allowed 15 and a half rebounds to that starting uh, to the center position. So at 10 and a half, it does seem like a big number for Kavon Luna here, Chris, but I think it's a big number for a reason. We saw, we talked about it, or I just talked about it to have his last three games, um, 13 and 16 in that third game. He did have double digit rebounds, but he did finish up with uh, 10 rebounds. He was one rebound short of getting over this projection. So I think this continues in this game between the Sacramento Kings and Golden State Warriors. I'm going to take Kamal Looney over to half rebounds, at, especially at plus odds at plus 105 here, Chris. Hey, I like him, you know. I like it. I couldn't talk you off of it at all. Um, I think the only thing I'll add is that, uh, you know, that, that series is going to be great. I think we're going to get a really, really great series. I'm extremely excited to watch it. Hopefully, I don't plan on missing one second of it um, at all, honestly. Uh, but I'll, I'll add this, you know, I think that, uh, like you said, the 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 players that um, kind of coasted throughout the regular season, no matter what they were, you know, great at or what we recognized them for, I think that starts to kind of come back around as we get to the playoffs. So Looney is known as one of the best rebounders in the playoffs last year. So I would not be able to talk you off of that. You know, if I think with that pick, you also probably imply that, Golden State is going to play some defense, and you think that the Kings will be able to, um, you know, probably miss a lot of those threes. We know that they shoot, you know, more shot attempts than any team in the league as far as points per uh, shots per 100 possessions. So it should create a lot of uh, rebounding opportunities, and I expect them to be able to go down there and get them. We've seen – I've watched the Kings struggle to rebound the ball, especially when yeah. they don't have some bonus on the floor, you know, so I like it. Yeah, uh, I agree. All right, before we get into best best, I need a shout out to my guy Josh. Man, he's our graphics guy uh, over at SGPN. I see that I, I needed an overlay here, and this guy just gets it done within a minute. So we got a new overlay here with the prop guest on the NBA Gambling Podcast feed. But, but shout out to my guy Josh, man, he's just an amazing guy to work with. So uh, appreciate you, Josh. Um, all right, so that's three player props each year, Chris. Let's get into our best bets. For uh, uh, this weekend, obviously, we're going from Friday to Sunday. Our, our player props here. Uh, lead us off. Best bet for this uh, weekend. So, you know, this is one I think a lot of people probably won't have on their radar, man. But I'm I'm thinking I'm, I'm trying to get into the psychology of these players and kind of predict what I see going what I think is going to happen. Uh, and I see you, Kappa said he needs a Josh. I need a Josh as well. <laughs> Shout out to Josh. Um, but yeah, um, you know, I'm going back. So in that same game, right, in that same Golden State Warriors game, uh, traveling just up the street, I listened to the interview this morning um, with Steve Kerr, and he said that they were just going to bust up, right? They're not even taking a plane to Sacramento, uh, not even flying up. But um, I, I think, I think, veteran experience comes into play in this game you know and i for that reason I, i'm taking keegan murray i'm taking keegan murray under 18 mm. and a half 
points plus rebounds okay. uh, is my best bet at it as my best bet. So it's, it's, it's not, this isn't necessarily based around a lot of statistics. I mean, I can tell you guys that, you know, he went two and two to the number. He did have a game where he had 21 points and four rebounds and he had another game where he had 16 and four, but uh, I think the rebound number is just a tad bit too high. And honestly, I think there's a potential for Keegan Murray to get played off the floor, go to state, and what Steve Kerr does, you know, reminds me a lot of what Bill Belichick does in the NFL when he finds that when he find that that cornerback that he can kind of pick on. And I think Steve Kerr does that a lot as well. I think they try to isolate a guy like Keegan Murray, who's not known for his defense. He's a rookie and he's played really, really well. We know what he's done. You know, exceptional. He broke the three point record for rookies. Right. So yeah. if he's out, if he's able to get out there and, and you know, do that, then I think that, uh, he, he can go over this number, but I do expect some of those minutes to be a lot. Some of his minutes to kind of be allotted to a guy like Kessler Edwards for, for more defensive, you know, intensity to, to sure. try to slow down some of these guys. So I look for Keegan Murray not to play his full allotment of minutes in uh, Kessler. Like I said, guys like Kessler Edwards to kind of come in, step in. Keegan Murray finishes the game with 10 and five. I'm totally fine. And, and he goes under this 18 and a half. Uh, and I, and I, I like that as my best bet today. You know, if I think it, like I said, experience comes into play and uh, Keegan Murray kind of takes a back seat and kind of they rely more so on Sabonis and uh, guys like, uh, you know, De'Aaron Fox and Malik Monk a lot, a little bit more. I can talk you off of it, man. I mean, rookies, I, I think, I, I, again, I don't have the stats to back this up, obviously, but it, it feels like when we get to the NBA playoffs, um, I know the, the NCAA tournaments, it's a different animal as well. But when we talk about the NBA playoffs and the intensity goes up, and maybe sometimes we see that, these guys or the younger guys may be caught a little deer in the headlights situation, right? It may, it may take them a quarter to kind of adjust to what's it's the NBA playoffs. You have the defending champions coming into your building in a building where we haven't seen a playoff game in, I don't know how long for the Sacramento Kings, right? 2004, so maybe, you know, 18 yeah, years, <laughs> 18 years. I mean, what were we doing 18 years ago? Uh, it's crazy to think about. I don't, was Keegan Murray even born? At that time, similar uh, lack like, on his breath, you know. <laughs> yeah, so uh, I think yeah, this might be a big moment for him. But again, you you backed it up with the stats and trends there as well. I think this is going to be a game where we probably see this. Oh, we'll see the stars shine as far as Sacramento Kings, whether it's a bonus. De'Aaron Fox, Harrison Barnes has been in plenty of uh, playoff games as well. I think those are the guys that really are going to have to rely on to score the basketball. Um, for the Sacramento Kings team, so yeah, definitely cannot talk you off of that one, my man. Um. All right, for my best bet here, uh, Chris, uh, this might be a little square, man, but I I, I was kind of wondering why this number was a little conservative. Jalen Brunson, over 24 and a half points. Um, we don't know yet the status of Julius Randle. I don't see his name listed as far as any of the player props right now. Uh, but even if Julius Randle does play in this game, I'm not sure that he's going to be um, – effective or you know especially when you're talking about ankles right it's it's an injury that can really limit your movement sometimes especially laterally and things like that but i think the one player that does have a lot of playoff experience i know the knicks were in the playoffs two seasons ago when they were ousted by the atlanta hawks but we talk about the run that jalen brunson had last season especially without Luka Dantich in that series. I can think it was against the Utah Jazz where he was just absolutely phenomenal for the Dallas Mavericks. He had games where he scored, you know, he had a game of 41-31. He had three games where he exactly at 24 points. But 
now that he has this experience, I think the ball is definitely going to be in Jalen Brunson's hands uh, for this New York Knicks team. You take a look at what he did against the Cavs in the last game of the regular season um, or their last matchup of the regular season. On March 31st, he dropped a career-high 48 points in that game against the Cleveland Cavaliers. I'm not sold on this backcourt defense of the um, Cleveland Cavaliers, whether it's Donovan Mitchell or whether it's Darius Garland. We know their strength is in the front court with Jared Allen and Evan Mobley. Jalen Brunson is the guy that can, number one, finish around the basket. He can knock down that mid-range jump shot. He can get to the free throw line, knock the free throw shots down, also hit the three-point shot. So I think that if at least in game one, if Knicks at least want to cover this number or even have the possibility of winning it outright, I think it's going to have to be on the back of Jalen Brunson here. So at 24 and a half, it is a little bit of juice at minus 125 currently on DraftKings. So again, like we said, shop around for the best number. But I think Jalen Brunson comes out, uh, takes his game by the horns, and I think that he's going to have a big scoring night for the uh, New York Knicks in that game one against the Cleveland Cavaliers. So I'm taking Jalen Brunson over 24 and a half as my best bet in in this game here, um, Chris. Hey, I like him. You know, if I could not talk you off at all, I mean, throughout the entirety of the season, like you said, you know, the, the if you're going to beat the Cavs, you typically have to do it with a guard. You, you're yeah. not going to get a lot, um, you know, from from throwing the ball in the post and, you know, asking somebody to go into Cleveland at that. Right. And score in the paint against guys like Evan Mobley and Jared Allen. So um, we, we've seen, you know, big games from guards throughout the season. And I think the other thing to mention to me in office Isaac Okoro didn't finish uh, the season off with the team, so he could be a little rusty. I mean, I think he's going to be available for this game, and I'm pretty sure he'll, you know, most likely uh, get the, you know, the defensive assignment of guarding a guy like Jalen Brunson, but um, he could be a little rusty. And even if he's not, Jalen Brunson is elite offensively, and we know what he brings to that team. So I love him, you know. I hope you catch him, man. I like the Brunson look a lot. Yeah, hope so, man. Jalen Brunson, he's been really good this season, especially I think that's the most underrated pickup that it's not being talked about enough for the New York Knicks. They finally made a, a good decision on signing one of these players after the struggles that they've had over the past, I don't know how many years. Um, all right, man, that's going to do it for this episode of the PropCast. Um, the player props we have from Friday to Sunday through the game ones um, for this weekend. Chris, anything else we need to mention before we get out of here, my man? Nah, man, I think uh, I think the only thing I'll mention, you know, is is if you like the Brunson look, um, could go one of two ways. If Randall gets ruled out, uh, you might want to buy it now because that yeah. number probably will go up, like you said, you know. But if he if he gets ruled in, then you could see it potentially tick tick down just a tad bit. But other than that, I think um, I think we did a pretty good job, you know. Hopefully, we can come back and and give a recap where we swept the board, at least been profitable, and uh, look forward to doing it all over again when we get the next opportunity, you know. Yeah, hundred percent. Um, all right, make sure you guys follow Chris on Twitter at crispycappin two p's two n's in the cap in. I know he does a daily show on Twitter spaces. So again, make sure to follow him does an absolutely phenomenal job of, of, you know, talking through the games on what he's betting and also uh, the listeners that he does have on his show. So again, check him out daily. It goes around five 30 Eastern, right? Chris. Yep. Yes, sir. Five 30. Uh, yeah. Make sure to definitely check him out. And again, follow him on Twitter as well. Follow me on Twitter at sports nerd eight, two, four. This is the prop cast. I know we are talking about, uh, it on the NBA Gambling Podcast feed. It kind of goes hand in hand, but we do have our own feed for the PropCast. So make sure to subscribe to it, whether you listen on Spotify, whether it's Apple. And we're going to be here all playoffs long for um, 
for the NBA playoffs and our player props. All right, again, last thing, make sure to get into that uh, Survivor Challenge for the contest we are having at SGPN. It's on the app. Just make sure to download the app, SGPN app, and get in there. It's a Survivor uh, Challenge, $250 cash to the winner and a $100 SGPN gift card uh, to the winner as well. All right, we'll be back next week for the PropCast. Till then, good luck with your bets this weekend. Let's break these books off and let it ride.